Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I am your host. I'm the founder of the Tummy Team. And today's podcast is actually going to be me sharing a little bit more about my story and specifically my journey with swimming and diastasis recti. So um, if you guys follow the Tummy Team at all or spend much time following me, you know that swimming um, is something that I do regularly and it's a big part of my life. But there's a story behind that because it wasn't always that way when I was first figuring out how to heal my core. So when I I learned, uh, I started competitive swimming when I was 13 um, and my stepfather was a swim coach and um, he, he was newly married to my mom. I did not swim much before that. I mean, I swam, I swam, you know, it, in the summer and for fun. And I was always loving to be in the water, but I didn't know all four strokes and I wasn't a competitive swimmer, but I started swimming because we moved to Canada and <laughs> swimming is pretty big in Canada. There's uh, a lot of pools and um, it was it was just a, a good option for me to start swimming. And I took to it really quickly. I had some natural talent and um, swimming just really made sense to me. There was a an introvert component of it, and but also a team component of it. Um, and it was just good for me. And it was, it became a kind of a refuge. I, I really liked the, and I still like the way um, it's kind of white noise. It lets your brain rest, um, but it challenges all all the parts of your body. And I became pretty competitive. I um, was really, I, I really started liking to race. And um, I started, 13 is pretty old, actually, to start competitive swimming. A lot of the kids, a lot of the girls started when they were seven and eight. 13, some of the girls were kind of hitting their prime and hitting puberty and not doing as well. And I kind of started at 13 and I just hit this trajectory. And um, I ended up swimming at Olympic trials for Canada in 88. And I also uh, got an athletic scholarship and I went to University of New Mexico on um, a full ride uh, for swimming. And and swimming just was a big part of my identity. And one of the things that I think a lot of athletes can relate to is when, when you're in a sport that is like a full-time job and you do all the time, you have this relationship with your body, this, um, this ability to know that, you know, if I do these things, I can get this outcome. If I ignore injury, I'm not going to get the outcome. You know, I need to, you kind of find this balancing point of how much pain you can power through to get, you know, your best time and what pain is not the pain you want to power through because you're going to have an ice pack on your shoulder for three days. Um, and so you, you kind of start to have a lot of, uh, at least I did, I, I had a really great relationship with my body back then. I felt like 
I could tell my body what to do and it would do it. And it it was very reliable, very consistent. Um, So when I had all of my fertility struggles and I um, was, was having difficulty figuring out what was going on with my body. When I first got diagnosed with a diastasis, I had a six finger wide diastasis and my body was falling apart. And I had been starting to do all the stuff I thought I needed to do for when I was an athlete. So I, once I went to PT school, I stopped swimming. I didn't swim. Um, you know, when I first started my career as a physical therapist, I didn't swim very often. I did other forms of exercise. I swim a little bit here and there, but not, not consistently. Um, I, I just did other things because swimming does take up a lot of time and it was, I needed a little bit of a transition from being like a full-time athlete and at the top of my game to like shift. I couldn't swim like that. So I needed, I needed a little bit of a break. And so I took a break, like a, I think 17 year break um, from competitive swimming. But when I started uh, to figure out what was going on with my stomach and, and that separation, I, I started that, that relationship that I had with my body where I could trust my body that, you know, was, was kind of getting a little bit confused because my body didn't do what I wanted to do to do to get pregnant. I couldn't get pregnant. I couldn't stay pregnant. Um, I had a lot of miscarriages. I had some very difficult births. It, I was not having that same kind of uh, relationship. And I thought, you know, I thought, gosh, I'm in great shape. I know my body. I'll be able to rock this motherhood thing. I'll be able to really just you know, do, do all this stuff and, and, um, pop these babies out and get pregnant and exercise and pop another baby out. And that is really not what happened. Um, my journey to motherhood was really emotional and draining and, uh, depressing. And I did not have a lot of emotional energy to exercise. I was also really scared to do anything. So I didn't want to lose the next baby. Um, I was a bit of a mess and I, um, and my body really was falling apart. I, like I said, I had a six finger wide diastasis and on my journey to start healing it, um, the, the crunches, sit-ups, all of that stuff that I was doing was actually making it worse. Running was making it worse. I wasn't doing any swimming at the time. Um, and I actually found a specialist, um, and she, she actually told me that I should never swim again. She told me that swimmers have the worst diastasis and the certain things you do when you're swimming, make the diastasis worse. And I, it was interesting because at the time I didn't even want to swim. I wasn't even thinking about swimming, but somebody telling me that I could never swim again, (laughs) it kind of triggered something in me. Like, like, don't tell me what I can't do. Um, and, and, and also just as a physical therapist and as, as a swimmer, I couldn't understand all the stuff I was learning about diastasis, how crunch movements and holding your breath and bearing down and bent over movements and straining in your, your tummy, all those things were, were part of what were, was causing the problem. And I was like, I didn't do any of that stuff when I was swimming. Like maybe when I was doing dry land workouts and, and like sit-ups and stuff, but in the pool, I was elongated and lean and connected And yeah, we did flip turns and we did dolphin kick, 
but none of that really was pushing out of my tummy. My tummy was tight that whole time. So in my head, I was could not figure out why I would never be able to swim again. And in that, in that, I didn't realize at the, the time, but I think now looking back, when I was told that I couldn't swim, I really started kind of a mission to figure out like, how could I swim again? Like eventually I'm going to want to swim again. And and how could I swim again? And also, how can I use the things that I know about swimming to actually continue to help me be stronger? Um, it, it, I started on my rehab research journey for myself and the development of the tummy team. And, you know, my diastasis went from a six finger down to a three finger just by eliminating doing all of the wrong fitness options I was doing and the wrong posture stuff, the stuff that was actually, I thought was helping was hurting. So eliminating that and working on my posture and connecting to my transverse, I went from a six to a three finger diastasis in a matter of weeks. Um, The three finger to getting it closed was more like a six, seven month journey because of a lot of trial and error, a lot of figuring out kind of what was going to work and what wasn't going to work and, and how to stay connected to my core. Um, And, and I was just learning as, as, as I was going. I, in the, once I got my core down to about, it was living, I was living the top and the bottom were about one and a half, um, fingers width and the middle fluctuated between one and a half and two, depending on different times of the month. Um, it was a little bit softer. My, my, and and I thought, you know, I'm not sure how much better it's going to be. I mean, it's closed now, but at the time I didn't know if it would close any further, but at that point, I actually started a slow return to swimming. I um, I found a master's swim team and I went in for just like you could try it out for free. And I went and and got in with the team and swam very slow um, and really was thinking about my body. And there's a lot of muscle memory for me with swimming. My body just kind of gets in and swims. but the muscle memory that I had for swimming didn't match the body that I now had 17 years later and eight pregnancies later, um, five miscarriages, three births, you know, there was a lot going on in my body. I was much heavier and way more disconnected from my core. And so I was gentle and careful. Um, but there was a part of me that just like, just swim, just swim. You know how to swim, just swim. And even though I didn't have the cardiovascular strength, I still had a feel for the water. And and I started swimming. And um and I it was a bit of a mental game because like that that mental uh or that muscle memory, there was a part of me that was like, Oh yeah, you're a fast swimmer. Just swim fast like you used to swim. <laughs> and um, I'm not who I was. And you know, you're just you you ha- I had to go on this journey to to find a new, you know, a new normal for me in the pool. I started kind of taking my rehab concepts into the swimming pool. And what I mean by that is it's a lot of coordination to swim and think about your transverse abdominis. Um and so I didn't start there. What I started with is in swimming, I don't know how much the listeners know here about swimming, but we we swim kind of like a, a set. So you would like swim, let's say I do um, 650s. So 
a 50 is two lengths of the pool, 25 meters down, 25 meters back or yards, depending on the pool. And so you swim, you know, there and back and, and then you take a rest and maybe it's six fifties on a minute, let's say. So you go there and back, maybe you come in on the 45 seconds, you got 15 seconds and then you do there and back again. You got, you come in on the 45, you got 15 seconds and on the 60, you go again. And, and so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of sets like that where you have a break where you're breathing on the side of the wall and then you go. So I started out with just on my recovery, breathing on the side of the wall, really exaggerating my exhale with my core. So I would do the breath, draw my tummy in, do the breath, draw my tummy in. Just when I was like resting on the side, you know, maybe I had five seconds, maybe I had 30 seconds to rest before I went and did the next you know, set of whatever we were doing. So that started helping me bring the transverse and the breath into the pool. Then I started working on that elongating, you know, streamline is a big part of swimming fast. You want to be a streamline. You want to be a needle through the water as long, lean and streamline as possible. So I would elongate and, and breathing is a big part of swimming. Obviously we turn our head to take a breath. We breathe out underwater, we take an inhale to the side, breathe out underwater. So then I would start out with maybe just doing some really slow swimming where I'm really thinking about exhaling and engaging my core every time I blow out and staying, staying really long, staying really long. And then I started getting to the point where, gosh, I can engage my core on every stroke, on every stroke. Think about how much core engagement that is. If you are lengthening and drawing your tummy in on every stroke, and then you have the flip turn and you draw your tummy in, and then you have the dolphin kick off the wall and you're drawing your tummy in. And, and that, in, it had to be intentional at first because my muscle memory was for a body that did that automatically, but my postpartum, you know, diastasis recti tummy was not doing it automatically. So I had to, I had to train myself to do that again, but that muscle memory did start to kick back in over time and the consistency and the repetition of doing it over and over again. Honestly, in the end, I feel like swimming is what closed my diastasis from the two and a half all the way to the finger or half a finger width that I have now. It's completely close at the top and the bottom. And it's about, you know, fluctuates between a half finger and a finger at my navel now. And I believe it was the swimming that did it because my whole body was engaging with every stroke, every in the breath and the coordination and elongation and so what's what's comical to me is that the thing that I was told that I should not do ended up being the thing that I think really helped me finally heal. And not just the diastasis, but that full connection to my core and mentally that mindset of I'm not broken anymore. I actually can do stuff. I actually can swim and I can race people. Um, and I can, I can push myself. So then we got to the next stage of my team was like, Hey, we're going to go to the swim meet. And the competitive <laughs> 22 year old in me is like, yeah, I'm going to go to that swim meet and I am going to kick some butt. I am going to, I, I feel amazing. Um, yeah. So I went to the meet and I swam on full muscle memory. I swam my 22 year old self, like 
all out, giving it everything I had. I was so sick. I I remember laying in my hotel room, just feeling like I had the flu and I didn't damage my core, but boy, the amount of lactic acid, I was so sick because I wasn't really listening to my current body. I I had kind of switched gears into this other version of Kelly (laughs) that was not good. And at that point, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to swim at a swim meet again. You know, I'll swim for exercise. I'll swim because it it's my happy place. It gives me peace. It makes me think clearer. It's great for my body. It's great for my cardiovascular. Like my resting heart rate is super low. My blood pressure is super low. Um, it's really just good for my overall body. And that's why I'm going to do it. Um, but there was a part of me that still liked to race. And I just had to spend some time shifting those goals. I had to start thinking a little bit differently about it. And one of the things that helped me was I started to look around at other people um, that went to meets and other people that were swimming and what their mindset was. And, And they were in it for the fun of it and for the long haul. And yeah, they would set their own personal goals, but most of them are not taking themselves too seriously. Um, a handful were, and that was something that actually did not appeal to me anymore. I felt like I, ha- you know, I have a lot of other things going on in my life. I've got a family, I've got children, I've got a business. Um, I've got a lot of other things going on in my life. My full identity isn't whether I, you know, win some kind of trophy swimming. Um, and honestly, I was never going to be back to what I was when I was in college and when I was swimming at national level and Olympic trial level, that those were, those were times of the past. Um, and so I wanted to figure out how I could not hate swimming, how I could love it for the long term, And, and I loved it. There were certain things that made me love swimming and certain things that didn't, that sick feeling did not make me love it. Comparing myself to my former self did not make me love it. Racing people and being disappointing myself if I didn't didn't beat them, I did not love that. So I had to start shifting um, some things. And it helped to have a coach. It helped to have a team. It helped to start going to swim meets and taking all the pressure off and just swimming smarter, not harder, um, and, and kind of redefining what it was going to look like for me. Um, and, and then I started to really enjoy competing because I would go to the competitions looking for the stories, looking for the person that just learned how to swim six months ago, but is swimming the hundred butterfly. And, and I don't want to swim hundred butterfly because I don't want to die. Well, this person's swimming a hundred butterfly and they don't care. They're just trying to finish it, you know, like, and, and like the people that are, are, you know, at their very first swim meet ever as an adult or, or the person that's there and decided to celebrate their 75th birthday at this swim meet with all their grandkids there, you know, cheering for them, go kick butt granny, you know, like, I think that's phenomenal. And I, I really, started to look beyond um you know the 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 goals or the times and looking at the lifestyle I wanted to have and and then I look back and I think gosh this was almost taken away from me the ability to do this 
was in a random comment from a person that really didn't know anything about swimming, um, told me I couldn't do something. And if I believed them, you know, I would have missed out on all of this. And now here I am, I've been swimming competitively again um, for 11 years now. And I've gone to three, four um, master's national championships. Um, and I um, have have gotten to swim on relay teams with ex-Olympians and swam at meets against old Olympians and also uh, against first timers. And it's really inspiring. And I, I now look at what my body is capable of. And I think when you get, you're broken for a period of time or things aren't working the way they, you think they are, it's easy to feel like that's where you're always going to be. But I'm here to tell you that it's just a season. And when you walk through that season and you approach the things you want to do really in a smart way, there's very few things that I've learned over the last 15 years of doing this type of physical therapy that people can't get back to. I mean, if we break it down into pieces, we work on alignment, we work on the connection to the core, the breath, and we know what positions to avoid, you know, we often can can do a lot of things. So I guess I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to share not just about swimming, because, you know, not everybody's a swimmer, but about the mindset of how do you get back to something that you you loved and or start something brand new? You know, maybe it's something you want to do brand new that you've never done. And I have, you know, I started paddle boarding. I had never done that before. You know, I started playing pickleball. I've never done that before. You know, how do you start something or return to something that you don't, your muscle memory doesn't match the body that you had when you once did it? And I think you need to use the muscle memory to your advantage, but also really be in tune to your body, break things down into pieces. Um, Think about your breath, think about your alignment, think about when is too much. Sometimes you have to learn some of those things in hindsight. Um, But it's, it's important for you to know that um, we at the tummy team try not to give you permanent limitations. We try to guide you away from things that we know aren't going to help you um, and then guide you back towards them in a way that is going to be best for your body. Um, and so you can do it long term. I, I always say, you know, we're competing against a lot of people, a lot of different um, professionals out there or, you know, social media influencers that that talk a lot about quick results. Um, fast results. And oh gosh, I'm with you. I want a quick, fast result. But what I realize is what I want more than that is a long lasting lifetime result. And I I healed my diastasis and I've been swimming uh, for 11 years, keeping it closed and, and continuing to enjoy the sport and be able to do all kinds of things that most people at my age cannot do. And that's been an intentional choice. And I want, I want you guys to know that there is a way to get back to the things that you do. So hopefully 
hopefully that's helpful for whoever needed to hear it. Uh, a lot of people ask me questions about um, swimming. Um, I get a lot of uh, swimmers that have a diastasis that want to know how to swim and, with a DR, and that's a, a real treat for me. Um, and then I also have people that are just inspired by, um, you know, the story, and it encourages you guys to do the things that you love too. So that is part of my tummy team journey, and I want to share that with you guys. And so Hopefully that inspires you and encourages you. And if you have questions, reach out to us here at the Tummy Team. We'd love to help you get back to doing the things that you love to do. All right. Thanks everybody for joining me this time. And uh, we will see you next time on the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.